It's time for the Retire ASAP Podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP Podcast, where our goal is to help you get free from work as soon as possible. My name's Taylor Fike, and thanks for joining us. I'm not sure what kind of day you're having today, but this morning I had an awesome latte uh, and got to hang out with my son for a little bit. So it's been a wonderful day for me. I don't know, maybe you're the kind of person who likes to wake up and have a good cup of coffee, or maybe you're not into a good cup of coffee, maybe a cheap cup of coffee. I know that I kind of slide on that spectrum of good to bad coffee. When I'm in the office, we drink like Folgers or Maxwell House, and I can drink that no problem. But then I also enjoy going to a good coffee house. Here locally in Worcester, we have a place called Sure House, which is downtown. Boy, they make good coffee, but it's expensive. So some days it's more of a treat to have the good coffee. And I think the bad coffee and the regular coffee, that just keeps me level so I can enjoy the good coffee. But again, I don't know if that's you or not. Um, that could be, maybe you need to have a good coffee today because today is just not one of your days. But anyway, Let's jump into the topic of the discussion, and it actually comes from something that I had a conversation with someone Monday night this week, so just a few days ago before I'm recording this, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and he was asking me, he goes, how in the world do you budget for a baby? He goes, my friend and his wife, they're pregnant, and he's trying to figure out financially how they're going to make this work because he's heard so many horror stories of how expensive children are. And he's not wrong. Anyone with a child knows that a child is very expensive. I think some of the statistics years ago that I had read, and I don't know if this is true or not, but they had said that you spend over a million dollars over the 18 years of raising a child just on that specific child. So it's just like that just blows my mind in some ways that how much money you invest in this little human that you are in charge of. And so my friend is right when he says, man, how do you budget for that? How do all of a sudden we go from a lifestyle where things are fairly tight because we're not quite living paycheck to paycheck, but we want to be able to save for retirement and do all these different things that we want to do. But then also we're going to add this whole nother expense line item. And maybe you've asked this question and maybe it's not a child that made you ask this question. Maybe it's something like, Hey, my wife or my husband wants to change their career and we need to budget accordingly and they're going to make a little less money. And how in the world do you budget for something like that? What do we do? How do we get there? How do we make sure that everything is in line for us to be successful in those situations? And so that's what I want to talk about today, because I think this is a really powerful topic for a couple of reasons. Uh, The first reason being that a lot of people think inside of a box when it comes to budgets and they think we got to start one way and finish another way and it all has to equal out we all have to make sure that we're doing it just right i know that there's a uh, few gurus out there in the financial personal finance world like uh, dave ramsey and and joseph sangle and a few of those guys who they always talk about having like a zero sum budget you know at the end you have to spend every dollar and it goes to you know one of any of the line items that you have and that could include savings it doesn't mean you spend every dollar but you have it you know every dollar has a place and i i agree with that for the most part, but in some ways it puts people in this box and they don't have the opportunity to think a little bit outside of it. Because in many cases, what people do is they will start at the top of their budget with their income. And so let's say just, you know, a random number, let's say your income is $3,000 a month between you and your spouse, maybe more, maybe less, but let's just have that random number. And what a lot of people will do is they start with that $3,000 and the first thing they start listing to subtract from that is their expenses. And I think that's where many people stop and and they make a mistake at this point because they go, oh my gosh, all these expenses, it's gonna cancel out all of my income. I don't know if we can do this. 
And so one of the things that I would say is, and I read this in a book by a guy by the name of Mike McCallowitz, and he wrote a book called Profit First. And it's an amazing book. Um, it actually changed the way that we structure our business here. And it's really a book for business owners who are trying to design their you know, budgets for their business to increase their profits and make sure that they have enough income, take-home income to make ends meet. But it actually has a lot of applicability to personal finance. Now, it may not be called profit first. Maybe it's called savings first. But one of the things that Mike has said in his book is that you spend what you have. You may want to write that down. You spend what you have. And so what Mike's idea is, is that you don't go from the normal approach to budgeting. Instead, what you do is you look at this, you say, okay, if we make $3,000 a month and we want to save towards retirement, towards college fund, towards whatever we want to save towards, towards a new house, towards whatever it is, we want to save a certain amount per month what if we started with that number? What if we take that 3000 a month and we say, we want to save $250 a month towards our retirement? How does that work? Well, what if we took that 250 out off the top and instead of working with $3,000 and starting subtracting our expenses, we start with $2,750. We've already saved. We've done our saving first. We save first and then the rest of everything, all of our expenses come out of what we have left over. And that changes the game in a lot of ways. There's a couple of things that I think, because that profit first, it makes us work a little bit more backwards than forwards. When we work forward and we say, I have $3,000 to spend, it's really weird how we somehow end up spending that $3,000. And maybe you've had this experience, I know that I do. If I have $20 in my wallet, I know that I can spend that $20 on lots of different things, and maybe I have something in mind. But it's really odd that if I go into the weekend, and let's say we go downtown, and we stop at Sure House, and I break that $20, and I spend my $5 on my coffee down there, and I get my premium cup of coffee that I paid way too much for, but it tastes so good, and it's such a reward that I paid that $5. Now I have $15, but it's no longer in one bill. It's in lots of different bills. And so now all of a sudden I try to figure out, okay, and then we stop and say we got a breakfast sandwich at this next place. Or then later that weekend we went out to eat and you know I bought a drink at the bar or whatever it is. And you buy these little things across the way and you have all this. All of a sudden your $20 is gone and it's gone fast. And you look back and you go, how did I spend $20 on already? I don't, I don't understand where it all went. And the reality is, is when you have that $20, that's that number, you find a way to spend it, right? You find a way that somehow that money in your wallet disappears so quickly and you don't really realize how. The same thing works with our budgets. If we start with $3,000 at the top, it's not crazy to think that that $3,000 will disappear very, very, very quickly as we go through our lines of expenses. Now, if we look at it a different way and we say, hmm, what if we started with 2750 You'll still spend $2,750 just the same way you spent $3,000 in a month. But the difference is, is that now you're going to look at this and go, oh, well, maybe we don't need this Netflix subscription. Or maybe we don't need to go out on this weekend to spend you know, that $60, $70 on a date night that we didn't really plan for. We could do a date night in for much less. And the funny thing is, is that as we start looking at that stuff and start looking at different expenses that are on our line items, we bring them up to whatever our income level is. It's natural. I, I think that's everybody. And if we can lower that income level and say, okay, if we save first, we take that savings out originally and we stay disciplined with that, then we're working backwards from a different number. And so limiting 
allows room for creativity. When we limit that number, it allows us to get creative with our budgets. And so that's what I told my friend. I was sitting there and we we're talking about babies and, you know, I just had a one year, or I just had, we just had a one year old. He just turned one here in August. So I guess we had him a year ago. That's kind of funny how you can say that. But anyway, Oliver is now 13 months old. And when he first came into the world, I was thinking the same thing as my friend was. I'm going, how in the world are we going to afford this? But it's really interesting because what we did is we intentionally set that top line budget number. We said, okay, whatever that number is for us, we're going to stick to that number. And we had to sacrifice some things. And it's funny when you have a baby uh, that how many things are easy to sacrifice because you just no longer have time for them. You know, we can't have date night twice a week like we used to. And we can't, you know, go hang out with our friends on a Saturday night because we don't have a babysitter. You know, those different things that, you know, change the game a little bit in our budget. Really what happened was, is we still kept that number. We just had to shift some things around within our budget line items. And it was crazy to think that we're still making the same amount that I was making before the baby was here. Just about. It was maybe a little bit less because my wife uh, took a position that's an unpaid position. But we're making just about the same amount of money and we're still raising a little human and we're not in a place where we're struggling to make ends meet. And for some people, that may blow your mind. You're going, there's no way. If we ever did this, there's no way it would ever work. But I'm telling you right now, when you start limiting things and you make that level of limit whatever you feel like you can do and you put those goals ahead of whatever your expenses are and you say, this is my savings, I'm going to set this aside first, you get creative. You start making things work. You'll actually amaze yourself with how things work in that world. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I'm telling you right now, it does work that way. And I think I've seen it myself, my own life. Now, there's some things that we've done to make sure that we stay disciplined. And that can change from person to person. I'm not saying that everyone should be on the envelope system. And if you're not familiar with what that is, that's when you take your monthly budget, you bring it out in cash, and instead of having line items on an Excel sheet or have one of the, you know, like mint.com or whatever budgeting app you may use, instead of using that, what you use are these envelopes. And you have an envelope for groceries and you have an envelope for whatever it may be, eating out. You have an envelope for automobile expenses and you put that cash in those envelopes. And what it has done for me and my wife is allowed us to stay disciplined in that world because we were able to say, once this envelope runs out, we either don't get to spend that money or we have to take it from another envelope and spend it from somewhere else. And it makes the feeling of spending a little bit more tangible. I don't know if you've ever run into this, but sometimes in in these last two months, and so this isn't a perfect system because these last two months, my wife and I have not taken cash out and we have not put it in envelopes. And in August, we went on a vacation to Florida. And I remember we took cash with us, but it wasn't enough for what we ended up spending. And so I remember swiping our card multiple times, multiple times. And I got to the end of the month and I go, wait a second, how did we spend this much money? There's no way, this must be wrong. The bank made a mistake. And I go through all the lines and I go, wait, no, we did that, and we did that, and oh no, I guess we did do that too, and actually all this stuff lines up, and it adds up, and boy, we spent way more than we should have, and that's the thing. With our cards, whether it's a debit card, a credit card, whatever it may be, it becomes so easy to spend when we just swipe, because it does, there's no immediate consequence for what we're doing. Now, if we go back and we go with an envelope system where we're starting to use cash, there's an immediate consequence. When I hand that $20 over the counter, I go, oh no, 
I am losing that $20. Now I don't, I have $20 less than what I had before. That's something that it strikes a, a chord in, in my heart, at least. It may not be something for you. And maybe you can stay disciplined without this stuff. This isn't for everyone. But I'm telling you right now, some of the people, we need this in our life. We absolutely need to have immediate consequences because we're an immediate society. If there's no immediate consequences, we just move on to the next thing right away because we're so stinking busy. We need to feel our spending in the moment. And so when we do this, my wife and I, when we go through this budget system, we say, okay, saving first. I always set aside. We're a little bit different because I don't pay taxes uh, out of my paycheck. We have to pay taxes on a quarterly basis because I'm a business owner. And so what ends up happening is, is the first thing I do, as soon as I get my check, I set aside my taxes and I set aside money that goes in the emergency fund. And then I know for a fact that this number, whatever it is on a monthly basis, this is what we have to spend. And if we overspend on that, we have to sacrifice the next month. So I talk about August being a vacation month where we spent a lot of money. This last month of September and this whole month of October, we are cutting corners because we spent overspent the previous months before. We have to catch back up because if we don't play catch up, now all of a sudden we're getting ourselves into some sort of credit card debt or getting into our savings accounts for our goals that we're not going to be able to meet as soon as possible. Different things can happen and it's not something we enjoy. So we're playing catch up now because of the decisions we made before. And that's okay. There's going to be times and seasons in your life where you're going to be spending a little bit more over a month or a couple of months and you need to make ends meet. You know, like talk to someone and my wife and I are actually in this house hunt season of our life. And, you know, I'm thinking whenever we buy a house, there's going to be a major spending situation to get our house furnished and whatever we may need to do. And we're going to need to budget for that. And there may be a couple of months after we buy a house, if this ever happens, it doesn't feel like it's ever going to happen. But if it ever does happen, if we end up doing this, we're going to have to sacrifice some things once we spend these major expenses in whatever month it is that we buy this house. So there's always going to be something and there's never going to be a consistent lifestyle where we all always spend the same every month. Now, there may be some of you out there who are type A, you stick to a budget. Even when life changes, you're ready for that and you just budget with the same number. If you can do that, power to you. That's awesome. But most of us, we're just normal people who every month we're just trying to get by on every day and try to figure out what do we need to do today to make sure we're taking a step towards our goals. And sometimes it means we have to make a sacrifice the following day because we did something big the day before. Whatever it is, you need to think though, you need to think, I am going to set my goals up first. I'm going to save first and then I'm going to build my budget based off of a number that I know I can comfortably live on, but I know that I'm also saving towards my goals. I don't have to wait till the end of the month and see if there's any money left over. Because let's be real, there's never any money left over at the end of the month. I don't know how it gets spent, but it always gets spent if it's there. Same thing happens in a business. If you're a business owner, if you don't set your profits aside up front, first set your profits aside and then build your business and expenses based off of whatever you have left over, you will never have profits. It's painful to hear sometimes, but it's true. You will always spend what you have. That's my word for today. I think I, I had a plan to go with a whole different series, but when I was talking to my friend on Monday, I said, this is something that we need to talk about. This is something that I want my clients to hear. Now, I do have to always give this disclaimer. This is a budgeting talk, so we didn't talk anything about investments, but also I still have to give this disclaimer. I am a financial advisor but I may not be your financial advisor. And even if I am your financial advisor, any advice you hear on this podcast, you need to talk to a professional before you take any of our advice. I don't know you. I don't know your situation. Maybe some of this budgeting stuff doesn't make sense for you. And the only way I would ever know that is if I met you. 
But since we're talking on a digital platform here and I don't know who I'm talking to specifically right now, I want you to know, don't take my advice. Talk to your financial advisor, your attorney, your tax advisor, whatever it is. Talk to them before you make any decisions on any financial advice you hear here. So with all that being said, save first, budget with what's left over. That's my last piece. That's all I can say. Now, what I want to end this with is uh, we do have a couple of things that we're doing here at Fike Advisors. Uh, alongside this podcast, this is something that we do. Uh, it's a free access to you guys because I really do think some of this information needs to get out there. I know there's not a whole lot of people talking about personal finance advice without some sort of string attached. So I'm doing this because I love talking. I love teaching this type of stuff to people who are looking for the information. So I love, I love having these conversations. But the one thing that we do is we also offer a free toolkit. It's called the Retire ASAP Toolkit. Now you can order this on our website. If the, you go to the show notes or you go to www.fikeadvisors.com and you go to the podcast page and look at our show notes, you can see that there is a link to the Retire ASAP Toolkit. It's completely free. We fill it up with some information for you. There's a book that you get. Uh, there's a checklist for some things that you need to be thinking about and asking your personal financial advisor for. Just a ton of stuff that's really helpful for you. You can order that. It's free. We mail it to you for free. You pay nothing. It's actually a really good benefit. But what that allows us to do is stay in contact with you. You give us your contact information, your email, your address. That way we can keep you posted on anything new that's coming up within the financial world that you may need to know about early retirement stuff. So order that toolkit. It's free. You have no cost in it. If you're already a client of ours, you don't need to order the toolkit. Just call our office. We'd be happy to walk you through it within our office. But if you're not a client and you really don't want to come all the way into our office to talk to us, I'd be happy to send you that toolkit. It's something we do as just a, a way to connect with people through the podcast and other ways. So definitely order that. That's going to be your big next step. If you want to get to an early retirement, you want to retire as soon as possible, order that kit. It's going to give you guys some extremely helpful and powerful tools to get there. So that's my last piece here. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you here. We do this podcast every two weeks, two weeks from Thursday. That's when you'll see our next podcast. We'll send you out an email. If you sign up for our Retire ASAP Toolkit, we'll get your email on the list. We'll make sure that you're getting access to all this stuff. You'll be sure to be reminded when the next podcast is up, or you could just subscribe, rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes or whatever you're listening to podcasts on today. You can do that as a way to get a reminder when the next podcast is coming up. So hope to talk to you guys soon. Uh, order the toolkit. And if you guys have any questions, you can always shoot me an email, taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R at fikeadvisors.com. Talk to you guys soon. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.